0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the official CD Projekt Red Disaster Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Eric.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm sorry in advance for all the hot takes that you're
0: going to hear today. And Tempcast regular, Steven. Yo. And they call me the Alan John. Today, we're starting off, well, this entire week. This is CD Projekt Red's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. So many things have went wrong with this company in the past seven days we could record two podcasts about it we just didn't have enough time for all the other stuff we are going to talk about some stuff in the end a little bit but most of this podcast is just going to be rants controversial hot takes about cd project red about gog about the chinese communist party i don't even really know where to start with this Steven, do you have any idea where we should begin with? Let's
2: go in chronological order. So the first, I think, I'd say the biggest controversy with Cyberpunk after its release was the epilepsy stuff that came out. So a couple days after its release, uh, Game Informer's review came out. And I don't believe it was the reviewer who who had this issue, but there's someone on Game Informer's staff who's epileptic And found that there were many, many triggers for epileptic seizures in cyberpunk. Uh, The clubs and the bars have a lot of neon and flashing lights in them. And Keanu Reeves' character, without going into details, there's always kind of a glitchy effect around him whenever you see him. Which, I guess, those flickering lights can also uh, be a big trigger. Another problem is there's a thing in the game called brain dances. Where you have a little headset strapped in front of you and it plays... It basically, you're kind of like going into a simulation when you have a brain dance on. But the way the game signifies that this is going to happen is it flashes red and white lights in your eyes, which is, according to this person from Game Informer, almost identical to the actual device neurologists use to induce seizures in people for diagnosis purposes. Um, so that's obviously a problem. And then it's just, there's been a lot of things, even when I'm playing the game, I've noticed, like, a lot of transitions between scenes will have flickering uh, red and white lights, like, or, like, sort of a glitchy effect to note the transition of time and stuff like that. And it just seems like that's, I mean, at some point over the course of its development, it's insane that no one caught on that having flashing lights everywhere is kind of a bad idea and would probably cause people a lot of issues. The CD project red was pretty quick to <clears throat> put a warning on the front of uh, the game. And there's always a warning like that in the EULA for basically every game, but not a lot of people pay attention to that. And I think within a few days they had a patch out to remove that issue, but
1: it's still kind of crazy that it ended up in there anyway. <laughs> yeah. That whole situation blows my mind, especially because of the fact that um, it seemed in some parts to sort of be intentional. Like it, like, what, what did you say that it was called, where you sort of go into that simulation? Oh, the uh, brain dance. Yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> I mean, the brain... Like, the other ones you could kind of hand wave away, but the brain dance, you'd have to think that, okay, we're gonna... You'd have to be, like, completely oblivious, like, purposefully oblivious to not know that that could be a trigger to some people. Like, personally, I, I've never had a seizure or anything like that, but I do have sensitive eyes. Like, even, like, watching the opening to Cowboy Bebop like, hurts my eyes a little bit, so... This is in VR gives, you know, makes me dizzy and stuff like that. So it's like this is one of those things that would really bother me if I was playing this game. Really does seem shocking, like almost unbelievable that they wouldn't know that this was a concern. This sort of was, like you said, the first. Well, one of the first really big things for uh, this game that seemed like it was going to not have a very good week this week. But um that was before the game was released and people if i recall were actually defending the game so much and they were angry at the reviewer they were making jokes about the fact that she had epilepsy i believe so right or, or did did you guys hear those jokes about that yeah it's like yeah i did hear that yeah it was pretty uh Pretty, uh, pretty gross. But now that uh, the game's out and it's cool to hate on it, they're like, oh, yeah, well, fuck that problem. <laughs> Whereas before they were, they were like, <laughs> this game could do nothing wrong before it came out. It's just like when everybody was complaining about this is getting delayed too much. And now they're like, well, why didn't they just delay it longer? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so that's my thoughts on the epilepsy situation. It was shameful that it sort of got to that point in the first place.
2: Yeah. And I just want to say real quick for people that are trying to minimize this, she said it induced a grand mal seizure in her, which is, I mean, you can kind of tell from the name, one of the bigger, one of the more serious effects of it. It, a grand mal seizure induces a loss of consciousness and violent muscle contractions in people. This wasn't a small thing. This is like what you think of uh, when you think of stereotypical, like seizing up from an epileptic fish.
0: Yeah. The only thing I can say here is that epilepsy probably sucks. I mean, Imagine not being able to play cyberpunk. Well, that's the thing I have in common with epileptic people. <laughs> I can't actually play cyberpunk either. My PC can't run it. Being epileptic must really suck. Because, for example, can't watch Pokemon like completely. Uh, what else? Can't The Simpsons can't watch that because that's got an episode. What can you do? Maybe you can play uh, Last of Us Part 2. Because that one has, you can play that game if you're blind and deaf at the same time. I think that's that's how uh, accessible that game is. Didn't it win like a bunch of awards for that?
1: Yeah, Reggie gave it the award for the most uh, innovation and accessibility at the Game Awards show. So
0: you could just close your eyes and play it that way and, you know, enjoy all the graphics with your ears. I honestly, I sympathize with these people who uh, tried to enjoy a game but then got a seizure, so that sucks. But really, doesn't this happen with most games? Can you name me any game other than maybe Super Mario and Tetris that can't induce epilepsy? I feel like, especially with shooters, When when you're shooting and you've got, like, uh, the muzzle flash, that probably induces it. Like, probably not as much as what Steven described with the red and white flashing on the screen, but still.
2: Well, I think even a muzzle flash is kind of a minor thing. And, like, well, like I said, every game has a seizure warning in its EULA. But I think something that, I mean, yeah, like, with the brain dances intention. Oh, we can't say intentionally. With the brain dances being extremely similar to this device that actually induces seizures in people. It, I I feel like it's a little bit of a step above, like, yeah, there probably is some fear of it in a lot of games, even in this article. Uh, her name is Liana Rupert, uh, is the lady from game informer who was writing about, uh, epilepsy she says that she can't play stuff like dead space anymore and like she has to be a little bit more cautious about certain design choices in games but again this just really seems like above and beyond
1: <laughs> yeah the thing is about the the difference between this and like you said the pokemon and the simpsons episodes is that those were sort of one-off accidental things that you were able to sort of see that it was a mistake and then they then remove that you know you can't watch that pokemon episode anymore
0: i can watch it they can't yeah
1: well no i mean I, i'm saying like that episode was pulled from a lot of yeah uh, anyway the brain dance on the other hand <clears throat> there's just so many triggers in this game and that one I, I guess i won't say that it was intentional but it was like it had to have been willful ignorance that <laughs> flashing those lights in your eyes while you're strapped down to to go into this what was like an alternate reality or something like that. Like it's kind of like a VR thing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like parallels between that and how do you not see the parallels there? If you're developing this game, how would you not say, huh, this could probably cause some issues? So I think that's what the issue is. Like, oh, it wasn't intentional, but it was some it was gross negligence
0: the thing is there's like a very easy fix to this well it's not easy right now because cd project red is uh, probably really busy right now but in this case to fix this issue to what i mean is to add like anti-epileptic mode whatever you just need to remove those uh, segments just make it a blank screen or something just remove it Uh, Well, they have uh, released an
2: update. Like I I said that initially in my little first rundown that they they did release an update within a couple of days of release Mm -hmm. that modified that animation. Oh. So it seems like it's basically done, but it was just a really bad first impression of Cyberpunk. And I just feel like with all the time that has been spent on this game, it's a surprising thing that nobody caught at any point.
1: (laughs) Well, at the very least... That was the biggest problem that CD Projekt Red had, right? Everything else went good, right? I'm completely living under a rock. I assume that everything's going
0: going well, right? Uh, That day, probably, but (laughs) next day, people realized that Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't really run that well on consoles, specifically the base model of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. People were so disappointed by the performance that they decided to get refunds for the game. But Sony, for some reason, didn't give anybody refunds. Uh, Steven, can you elaborate on that? What's going on?
2: Yeah, so CD Projekt Red came out on the 14th with an apology for Cyberpunk's poor performance on consoles. And it's, it is the worst on the base PS4 and the Xbox One S, but it's still bad even on the PS5 and the Series X. And so they came out and they said, okay, we're going to offer refunds to everybody and... Um, If you got it digitally, go through Sony or Microsoft. If you got it physically, go through the store where you bought it. If they can't help you, get in contact with us and we'll you know, see what we can do for you. And people were getting refunds from Sony initially. And then it seemed like that started to get very inconsistent. Because, well, Sony's refund policy on PSN is you have two weeks after purchase to get a refund. But if you start downloading the game, let alone you've started playing it, then you're not eligible for a refund anymore. And, um, but a few people that had played it were getting refunds, and then it came out that some people weren't, and so no one really knew what was going on, and eventually Sony had to come out and tell people that CD Projekt Red hadn't actually spoken to them about this policy. I guess CD Projekt Red had, act- had just sort of assumed that Sony would hand out refunds to people or, I don't know, didn't bother to check what Sony's policy was. I'm not really sure. <laughs> that was another... Very, very strange decision on CD Projekt Red's part. It's also worth pointing out that when review copies went out early, because reviews did come out a few days before this game launched, not a single outlet was given a console code. They were all giving them on PC, so nobody saw this game before launch, before all the pre-order money was taken in. So they were deliberately trying to hide (laughs) this console version, (laughs) which is
1: pretty scummy because they must have known Mm -hmm. how broken it was. It kind of makes you wonder what would have happened if... CD Projekt Red took the um, Hello Games approach and just sort of went radio silent for a while. But instead, the first thing they do is say, yeah, we we screwed up. Here's refunds, everybody. Go through Sony, go through Microsoft. If you got to physically go through us, like I wonder if they didn't do that. If the consequence to that action, which we'll talk about later, wouldn't have happened, what do you guys think?
2: I think it still would have because No Man's Sky wasn't broken. It wasn't very good. It wasn't what people expected, but it wasn't broken. It wasn't, you know, it mm. still played fine. I think that's really the main difference here.
0: <laughs> the issue with No Man's Sky was the gameplay loop. It it didn't make sense. Like, uh, okay, you're you're gathering resources on a planet. then after that, you go to a different planet and then rinse and repeat. But meanwhile, what Cyberpunk's situation is that there is good gameplay there in the game. There is a good story in the game. There's interesting stuff to do in the game, but you can't really do it in an enjoyable experience. Because you're getting 15 FPS on uh, like 900p or 720p even. With a variable resolution. So it's... mm, It's not an enjoyable experience. And I completely understand people refunding uh, the game. It makes sense. I mean, I'm very close to refunding the game myself. Because this experience... Oh yeah, by the way. Small update. Uh, The game actually works now. So thank you GOG or CD Projekt Red for listening to last week's episode. And updating the game. And somehow, it, it just fixed itself, and it started up. You know what? Thank you. But <laughs> the game still runs like ass, like poop. It's not an enjoyable experience. At first, I was fooled, because I started in my apartment. And I was thinking, oh, this this isn't that bad. This is like 40, 50 FPS. Okay, this, this is fine. It looks kind of sharp. And then when I went outside into the city, it dipped down to what seemed like 480p youtube video at 25 fps i think in the city because i'm running this at a dynamic resolution it's mm, yeah i don't i don't want to play this and it's sluggish and i had the same issue with the uh, uh something that a lot of people are criticizing on the consoles the first segment of the game it has a car chase where you shoot out the car right yeah. that runs terrible on all consoles and it runs terrible on my pc I did not enjoy that for a second it's supposed to be like this a uh, high octane intense whatever but it's like not enjoyable it's frustrating I, I don't know what to do I'll probably leave it in my library until I get like a better pc down the road or they somehow fix this game but I don't these are deep engine problems in the game that I don't know if they can optimize it now if they couldn't for the past two years
2: oh yeah so you know what that reminds me that's actually another thing in the statement they released uh, in addition to saying they were going to offer refunds they said we're we already released one patch for the game that's improved performance we're going to release another one next week and we're going to release another large update in january and then another large update in february so after hiding the console version of this game from people. They were then telling them their two options were either wait two months down the road to get the game that they paid for or call customer support and be stuck on the phone for with them for God knows how long trying to get a refund for the thing you bought <laughs> that they must've known was broken. I mean, just, I don't know if people remember this game was delayed from November to December and CD project red said that it was fine on everything except the base consoles. And they were yep. just trying to get it ready for those versions. And even with that extra time, this is what they came up with.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this isn't fine at all. Uh, They should have back in April when they first delayed it, they should have delayed it to spring 2021. Like it it should have been delayed by a year. They just wasted their nerves, their energy with all the stress, with all the crunch time, you know, working for seven days a week, 25, seven, whatever.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I find it funny how angry people were about every single delay that they had. Again, the death threats that they were receiving, and now they're like, "Well, why didn't they just delay it longer?" I I, I was always on the camp. It's like it's like delay it as long as possible, but you know, so that you avoid this kind of a launch. I don't know how much of the delay was because of you know internal CD Project Red deciding to delay it, or or was it like. Sony or Microsoft or anybody was like, no, you got to release this now, <laughs> you know, you got to release it for December. I was
2: going to say, I believe that pressure came from their investors, because when that delay happened from November to December, there was an investor call. And since they're a publicly traded company, that transcript was posted online. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people asking them, like, it's definitely going to come out in December. It's definitely going to come out in December. And they keep reiterating, like, yes, because this that would move too many of our too much of our profits into 2021 and out of this quarter. And I, I don't remember the exact details, but they spent a lot of time assuring people that it had to come out then and laying out all the financial reasons why they couldn't afford to it, why they couldn't afford for it to not come out before the end of the year. And
1: yet, what ended up happening to their stock price? But it plummeted like 20 percent or something after release. It's just. I don't know. It was sort of a no-win situation for them, but now not only is their stock price way down and their investors not very happy, but now they no longer have the goodwill of the community who had so much faith in them after The Witcher 3 and things like that. So, oops. Yeah, and
2: even I've been very vocal on this podcast about how much I love CD Projekt because of GOG and I love DRM Free Games and stuff like that. And it's... I mean, they've really tanked their reputation in the last week or so.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that a bit later. But one quick question I want to ask, Eric, should I invest in CD project right now? Does that make sense? Like they're on the low, but, you know, then they'll release like Witcher 4 or whatever. Does that make sense or should
1: I? <laughs> Not financial advice, <laughs> um, but uh, when the stock market is low and you think that it's going to go back up, you buy
0: in. <laughs> is it like Bitcoin? I don't understand these things. Some something like that. If
1: it's low, buy. If it's high, sell. There you go. There's your advice. But it is kind of difficult to uh, buy CD Projekt Red stock because uh, it's a foreign company, and uh, I don't know. It's not as publicly traded as a lot of other companies that you wait, might. Wait, wait.
0: I ca- I have a Polish friend, so can I just buy the stocks through him? Is that going to be legal or not? I <laughs> talk to your friend about that.
2: Eric, I know you can't give us legal advice on the American legal system, but you have to be able to give us advice on the Polish legal system, certainly.
1: Yeah, so it, so in in Poland, the law
0: is... I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's pretty much the same as in the US, right? Like, Possibly. <laughs> like, science, math is math, like, regardless of what country you are. Maybe the units are different, right? So science is science, so law is probably law. I mean right? Yeah,
1: basically. Yeah, law's law. Yeah, it's like it's like math. It's like, if, if, if something's a law somewhere, it's also a law everywhere else. Just like in America, you know, it's illegal to compare uh, President Trump to Winnie the Pooh, right? Well,
0: speaking of that, Eric, uh, Red Candle Games thought it was in America, the land of the free, and could do that comparison, but not to Donald J. Trump, but to Xin Chongping, Ping, the, uh, the, the main guy in China, in People's Republic of China, and turns out, no, they don't live in the land of the free, that's why Steam took their game down. This is Red Candle Games, and we're talking about Devotion, their indie horror game, which you probably would have never heard about if it wasn't for this controversy, let's be real. So, uh, people were obviously upset about this, both from the Chinese side and from the civilized world side. Because I wouldn't say that people were looking forward to this game, but they were mostly upset by the fact that Steam would take down a game because it hurts the feelings of a 60-year-old insecure Chinese man. So, here's the thing. GOG is like an alternative to Steam. Because GOG is like basically, I think Steven. Put it correctly it's the gamers paradise because you have all these games all these old games they all work they have no DRM so it's it's basically GOG is like the good guy and seems this evil corporate being but that's actually epic but we're not gonna be talking about that moving back so uh, red candle games had to release their game on GOG and it was about to release but literally the day before its launch date GOG or CD project Whoever basically said, um, well, we can't actually release this game because we uh, got a, a lot of uh, angry letters from very, very angry Chinese gamers who said they don't want this game. So instead of just putting the game on our source and them not buying it, we decided to take down the game completely, which is that is such bullshit. You know, Gog got the call. Their phone was like, hello? Which translates to, you better not put that fucking game up or else, or else, you know what? No more Witcher in China. That's right. So yeah, GOG, CD Projekt, whatever. Sellouts, what can I say? This is just really disappointing from them. Like, I believe in free speech and I think uh, Polish people don't so i don't know take it away from that
2: (laughs) so here's an interesting thing um you said that their excuse was that they received many messages from chinese gamers uh but looking at their tweet here they actually just said they received many messages from gamers is it possible let's be honest wait no but i've got a theory is it possible they're talking about the angry messages from cyberpunk gamers and this is in retaliation it has nothing to do with censorship they're saying you don't like cyberpunk we're taking away devotion As punishment. That's my theory.
0: There's such a huge overlap between cyberpunk fans (laughs) and devotion fans. Okay,
2: maybe that one doesn't hold water. It is probably the censorship thing.
0: (laughs) I mean, Eric, you're a legal scholar. What do you think about this situation? Should we go to war with China to fight back against this? Because this is just getting ridiculous.
1: Oh, God, that is such a loaded question. (laughs) In my legal opinion, no, we shouldn't go to war with China. That'll be a a dangerous thing to do. I will say this. I'm rather shocked that uh, Steam and GOG would actually pull the game, despite the fact that the developers of the game apologized. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't realize that we were doing something uh, that would uh, be offensive to uh, poor people president of china no no, no
2: no that's that's actually it's even better than that so the comparison there was a poster in the game that compared him to winnie the pooh and they removed it saying that there were technical issues that caused yeah. the poster
0: mm-hmm. it was a glitch they didn't mean to yeah, well it was a boo-boo uh, oh, oh, oh bother Xi pin has a small dick oh my god i'm sorry that's my tourettes just showing up sorry about that it's a technical issue
1: yeah, oh yeah, well, yeah, you glitched out, you accidentally set a set a mistake. Um <laughs> but yeah, it it was it was shocking to me that the game was actually removed by both of those platforms. It's like you don't really see game platforms removing games that often. It's it's not like Sony would like, you know, Pull a game from, from you know, PSN. Like, that's sort of, that's not something that, you know, Sony would do,
0: right? Well, I guess Sony was tired of issuing refunds and arguing with people. So they decided to just take down Cyberpunk 2077 completely What if this is actually retaliation against the retaliation (laughs) of GOG against cyberpunk players? Guys, it makes sense because Sony is owned by a Japanese company. We know history. I mean, everybody knows Japanese and Chinese people don't go together well.
2: It makes perfect sense.
1: I would like the record to reflect that neither Stephen nor I are talking about all of this racial stuff that Alan John keeps mentioning. We're, we're staying over here silent.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Ja- Japanese and Chinese people. Alan
1: John's views do not reflect the views of Eric Xander Esquire. Or GVATemp.Corp. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Have you ever heard of the rape of Nankin? You're listening to the Temcast, the official GBA Tem podcast. You're
2: listening to the racist cast,
0: where we discuss gaming-related stuff. So, yeah, Sony pulls uh, Cyberpunk down completely and is now just issuing refunds, like to basically whoever requests it, right? Is that what's going on?
2: Uh, Yeah, basically. It's just anyone can get a refund on it. No questions asked because, I mean, who needs to ask questions at this point? <laughs> it's pretty obvious what kind of state the game is in. Yeah, and they just took the game down. it's They're not selling it anymore, which, I mean, they never said anything too damning. They just said that customers weren't satisfied with the product. It's a pretty big deal. I can't think of many. The only other case I can think like this is when Arkham Knight was pulled off of Steam, but that was only because of a bad PC Porsche. I guess yeah. it's kind of the opposite. This is a bad console Porsche.
0: <laughs> it is, it is exactly the opposite, because uh people with super beefy PCs are playing it at 1080p, 68 frames per second, and saying that's that's good, that's normal. Yeah, it, it is really the complete opposite. But Arkham Knight released on PC like eight months later, and it was a lot better. I mean, even I could run it and it was pretty good I didn't get any crashes at all so but then the hype it just died down for that game and nobody really cared that much when it came out for PC unfortunately and it's a shame because that game like is legitimately really good but it's bogged down heavily because of that stigma I wonder if cyberpunk is going to have like the same legacy are people going not going to look at like the core story elements the gameplay mechanics just gonna remember oh yeah cyberpunk that's the glitchy ass game that had like 10 fps on the base playstation 4 and then sony pulled it down completely uh
2: i think they probably will honestly yeah <laughs> i that's think that's that's the way people remember no man's sky it's the way people remember fallout 76 which apparently has been getting better with some of its updates i'm not even sure about that but that it seems to be you know your first impression is the one that sticks
1: yeah even if cd project red fixes All of the problems in the game, which I really hope that they do, because I know that a lot of people actually still, despite all of the flaws, I I know a friend who's playing it on a base PS4 and is enjoying himself. I'm like, oh, okay, well, uh, good for you. So I'm hoping that over time they'll fix all these problems, but it's not going to stop the fact that this was the launch that they had. Uh, Apparently, we're supposed to forget about No Man's Sky's launch, but I don't. It's literally the first thing that I think of when I think of No Man's Sky is all the horrible stuff that happened there. I'm just really excited for the uh, Internet Historians video on Cyberpunk 2077 when that comes out. That'll be that'll be like three hours long. It's going to be amazing. What's interesting is the fact that Sony did pull this game, but Sony doesn't have the best quality control in general. Uh, When it comes to their games, like, clearly they pulled this game because it's a glitchy mess, but also it's because it's a really popular glitchy mess. There are tons of just completely broken, glitchy, horrible games on uh, PS4 that are still up there. Like, have you guys heard of Life of Black Tiger? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just horrible piece of shit game that is just unplayable and then they have like non games like my name is mayo which has a sequel now so it's like i don't know sony's quality control isn't the best so it's interesting that they're pulling this game and not you know going through all Sky of
2: skylight free range to gas for example
1: exactly exactly <laughs> they're just sort of leaving all of that stuff but It makes sense because this is a big hassle for them, whereas Life of Black Tiger, it's like, you bought that, you're
0: an idiot, so,
1: (laughs) you know, that's on you. Yeah, you knew what you were getting into.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a very good argument, but I think it's not due to quality control. I don't think Sony is going to take down a game because it's low quality, because to each his own, everybody can, I don't know, maybe some people can enjoy this kind of 15 FPS slideshow experience. I can't personally but i think it's mostly due to the refunds like it's probably a huge hassle Mm -hmm. for them issuing every single refund because you you gotta gotta call the bank you gotta uh, retransit the funds you you know it's it's a hassle even for like a multi-million dollar company like sony so it's probably best for them to just stop the sales completely until this is fixed and because they said it's not a temporary thing. They said it's going to be, like, indefinite? Is that what they said?
2: Uh, they said until further notice. So Which yeah. would be indefinite, yeah. CD Projekt Red has said that they're working on updates and they're going to try and get it back up there as soon as possible, but who knows when that could be.
0: <laughs> Some people said this already, that Witcher 3 had somewhat of a similar launch, being very good and playable on the PC, but being quite glitchy and unoptimized on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox and at the time when it released we didn't even have the pro consoles yet now they fixed it after the fact but you didn't have that backlash and you don't have that legacy of Witcher 3 being a laggy game like nobody talks about Witcher 3 oh yeah that game ran terribly when it launched on the PlayStation 4 no nobody talks about that but in, in Cyberpunk's case, it's just so severe, I don't think it's even going to win Game of the Year next year on the TGAs.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, I, I think CD Projekt Red, they need to learn how to rein themselves in a little bit. Because even with something like The Witcher, they that game is so huge. And the main complaint I've heard from people about that game is that it's so big and there's so much content yeah that you can't really get through it all. It's just too intimidating or it just takes too long. And given all the delays with Cyberpunk, and I've been playing the game, I'm about 25, 30 hours in maybe, and there's just a ton of content thrown in there. Whether it's good or not, you just constantly have things thrown at you. And they just don't seem to be able to manage themselves or know what to cut or... I don't know. It's it's it seems to be a consistent problem with them, and some people have called them out on before. And like, yeah, I don't know. The people that are saying, you know, like well, Eric, you were just saying earlier, like, well, people were complaining that it was getting delayed too much, and now they're complaining that it was released. And I was kind of in your camp that it shouldn't. That like, I I didn't necessarily care about the delays much. I wasn't dying to play this game, so you know, the more they delay it, the better, I guess. But I, I also just I understand people's frustration. Because CD Projekt Red was in a lose-lose situation. They could have delayed it again and gotten a bunch of backlash or released it like they did and gotten a bunch of backlash. But they put themselves in that lose-lose situation Mm because after eight years and that many delays, they should have, and like their experience making games like this, they should have some idea how to do it. They should have some idea how to manage their time and manage their people. And the fact that they can't, it's just hard to feel sympathy for them at this point.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I feel you there. What's really interesting is the fact that it's being pulled from the PSN store, but it's presumably not going to be pulled from the Microsoft store. Uh, I actually saw a Reuters article that was talking about how CD Projekt Red is not in talks with Xbox about a possible withdrawal from the sale of the console version of Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red's chief executive told Reuters that uh, we're not in such discussions with Microsoft at the moment. So it appears, at least right now, that the game's still going to be on sale for Xbox. Uh, (laughs) Of course, my joke in GBA temp was that makes it officially Xbox console exclusive. So good job, Microsoft. But... They locked down Bethesda and now they're getting this other
2: one that people keep comparing to (laughs) Bethesda's games.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're killing it over here. This is actually where I'm leading to, to my new Alan John theory. Okay, listen up. Microsoft planned all of this. All right? Listen to me. Now, you remember when Cyberpunk was first announced, right? It was 2012, I think. They did like a teaser trailer. Then it got forgotten. Development hell whatever scrapped then it got reanimated now do you guys remember when it was shown to us again Uh, let me give you a hint it was e3 okay now guess which company was presenting it on what stage it wasn't sony and it was definitely not nintendo it was on microsoft's E3 presentation. That's right. That's when Cyberpunk 2077 got its second trailer. Now, if I was Microsoft and I wanted to purchase CD Projekt Red, this is what I would do. All right. I've already wasted all my money on Zenimax. I've got like a couple billion left, right? Maybe like 10 million. So here's what I do I put in my agents from 343 into CD Project Red, and they're gonna do their best to make the game as unoptimized as possible. Their insider agents made Cyberpunk 2077 run like poop on the PlayStation 4, and then Sony's getting all these refunds, and they just have nothing better to do than to remove the game completely from the store and As you have seen, as Eric mentioned previously, the stock price, it's falling down. It's It's fallen by 20%. It's gonna fall even further after this Sony announcement. So you buy low, sell high, but Microsoft is not selling right now. It's gonna buy. Yeah, that's right. When CD Projekt Red, it's gonna hit the bottom. That's when Microsoft is gonna crawl in with its billions and buy it out. And you know what that means. Cyberpunk 2077, best played on Xbox Series X and S. The Witcher Origins, Xbox exclusive. Uh, Cyberpunk 2, Xbox exclusive. What else? Oh, they don't have any franchises. <laughs> Those are their two things. So yeah, that's this is how Microsoft wins, guys. This is how they do it. This is this is how they get exclusives. They're playing the game, right? They're real fucking players, right? So, Sony better watch out. I mean, I don't know. This this generation it's heating up. But hey, that's just a theory. <laughs>
2: that's
0: nice. Oh, and, and please don't take anything what I said seriously. For fuck's sake. I mean, are you stupid? <laughs>
2: Trying to find something about this. Bethesda actually did something similar to what Alan John was saying once. Didn't they get the original developer of Prey shut down and then buy out the entire studio after they shut down? But I can't find enough details to talk about that right now, so we'll skip by that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just so interesting that you know it was taken off because the frame rate of the game just kept spelunking down, spelunking down. What a world we live in. What a... What a Nindy world we live in. Hey, wait, what are we talking about again? Steven, <laughs> did you hear about the Nindy world? You want to tell
2: us about that? Yeah, so Nintendo ran an Indie world presentation this week. Uh, it was sure. just a short 15-minute presentation detailing mostly games you probably haven't heard of before. Um, just little indie games from around the world. Uh, we'll talk about the few that are notable uh, right after the bat. Spelunky and Spelunky 2 are going to be coming to the Switch uh in summer of 2021 have either of you guys played spunky at all?
0: Is that like splatoon?
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's not like splatoon. I did play it a little bit, um but not enough to be like very informed on on it.
2: Okay.
0: It's kind of a little cute little game Oh, though. oh, this is I only played the first this one. This is La Mulana, right? That's No. I don't know. <laughs>
2: It's a little roguelike game. I uh, I don't know that much about it either, honestly. Oh, I hate yeah. those. Uh, then Super Meat Boy Forever is going to be a console launch exclusive on Switch. That's coming December 23rd. Presumably it's coming to PC the same day. And uh, Among Us is coming to the Switch. Uh, well, it was on the 15th day this presentation aired, so it's out now. I haven't really been playing Among Us, but I think everyone pretty much knows what it is and whether or not they're interested in that, right? <laughs> hmm Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're big Among Us fans. I'm always playing among us like and i quote among us every day like oh i don't know eric's looking kind of sus ngl (laughs) Uh, funny joke (laughs) i i like watching among us streams i like when pewdiepie plays among us and he's like oh i'm the i'm the infiltrator i am the bad man i kill it's so funny i love this game i play it all the time with my three-year-old toddler nephew I don't care about this shit. Here's the thing. Isn't it kind of weird or fascinating, even how a Nintendo console is basically the best platform for indie games? Who would have thought, like, honestly? Because I think uh, some kind of research was done or whatever, or statistics shown that most indie devs who release their games on the Switch get most of their profit. From the switch as in comparison to all the other systems including like uh, steam and psn or whatever isn't that quite interesting like back in the day nintendo with its nintendo seal of approval basically it's like oh you 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 can only make the best games and, and and we gotta look at them and only then can we allow you to have this game on our console because that's how it basically was but in the past decade or so, they did a complete 180, and now even I, like, I can I can get Alien John, I can get a new version of Game Maker and export it for Switch, like, I can legitimately do this and put it up on the eShop. That's insane.
1: You could probably put Alien John up on the PSN store. Like I said, they don't really care about quality control unless it's inconveniencing them with refunds. But yeah, put Alien John
0: up there. Alien John for Smash. Yeah, but why is it that Switch players are more eager to buy indie games than PSN players?
2: I think it actually makes a lot of sense to me. It's definitely, I get what you're saying, it's funny in the context of Nintendo's history. but It makes a lot of sense to me because Steam and PSN basically let any old shit on there and it's just flooded and clogged with a bunch of garbage, so it's hard to browse around, it's hard to find stuff. The eShop is, like, it's not the most elegant design, but there is just a lot of games on there, so it is a lot easier to sort of scroll through, see what's new, see what's selling well, see what's on sale, and they aren't quite as liberal as Sony or Valve with just letting anything on there, so you're not getting clogged with quite as much gunk, though there is a lot of garbage on there, too. But the other thing, the thing reason it makes sense to me is because a lot of these indie games... The consoles and certainly PCs are overpowered for them. You don't need that much power to play them. And so a Switch can run most of them fine. You're not going to notice a big difference between the two. And you get the added bit of portability with them. So I don't really see why, like for most little indie games, there's not a lot of reason to choose any other platform over the Switch, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was my theory anyway.
1: (laughs)
0: Yep. All right. Eric, what do you think about the... Indie development world currently.
1: I I really like indie games. I'm one of those people, but I but I don't play them on Switch because I don't have a Switch. So, uh, do I think that you're more likely to play an indie game on a Switch as opposed to another console? I suppose so because that's the. <laughs> That's where everybody's buying them, but I don't know. I really like indie games. If
2: it wasn't for your devotion to like trophies and the PSN ecosystem, you might be more drawn towards having them portably, right? Uh
1: yeah, I suppose so. Uh having it on the tablet. The the yeah, the thing is, I guess the reason why I, aside from being a trophy addict, would play it on PS4 is just because I like the controller more. But if if you know, if assuming that all controllers were just as comfortable for me. I would obviously get it on the Switch because of the fact that it's more portable and, you know, you could have it on your TV and also in your hand all the time. Uh, but yeah, so I understand why uh, lots of people want to get indie games on the Switch. And also, the Switch really, uh, and Nintendo really promotes these indie devs a lot more than uh, Sony and uh, Microsoft do. They, I mean, they let them on their platforms, but they don't really advertise it or anything like that. Not At least to the extent that Nintendo does. Yeah,
2: that's a good point, actually. Every now and then, Sony will, like, lit some indies up on their E3 stage or something. But Nintendo does these Indie World presentations fairly regularly. I'd say one every couple months or three, four months, maybe. Like, I want to shout out a couple of the games that I thought looked cool. I won't go into all of them because a lot of these are no-name games from no-name developers. So just listing them off wouldn't mean anything to most people. But there were a couple that I think people should look up that look cool. There's Cyber Shadow, which is from something called Mechanical Head Studios. It's being published by Yacht Club Games, who do, who made Shovel Knight, and oh. it's basically this. Uh, I guess it's an 8-bit side-scrolling action game. It looks a lot like uh, Ninja Gaiden. You're playing kind of a ninja type character. You're like he runs very fast. The attacks are quick, and you're doing a lot of like air dashing and stuff like that. So it's got a real Ninja Gaiden vibe to it. But it's also this like actually, it's kind of a cyberpunky world. It's set in the future, and it's all dystopian and everything. So that looks really fun. There's one called fisty Fluffs, which is uh, about, fisting like, very... Fisting Fluffs? Not fisting Fluffs. Fisting Fluffs. <laughs> like, fisty Cuffs. Fisting Fluffs. Fisty, fisting Fluffs is on, uh... Well, you can't put that on Steam, either. You can probably only get that on PSN. <laughs> you definitely wouldn't get it on Nintendo, though. Fisty fluffs is about... It's just, like, very simplistically drawn little cats, and it's, like, a physics-based, like, party brawler game. Very simple, but it looks really cute. There's a demo for that on Itch if people want to check it out. And then there's one that looks really cool called, uh nosia and it's basically it's like a visual novel set on a spaceship and it's obviously people are going to draw comparisons to among us but it's basically life form gets onto your ship and takes over one of your crew and you don't know who it is and you have to try and figure out who is taken over by this life form and it's like i said it's a visual novel and each playthrough only takes about five to fifteen minutes so you can keep playing it over and over again and um There are different parameters you can play with. So like you can change how many people will be aliens. You can change how many NPCs there are total stuff like that. And uh, I guess the looping world and the replay sort of plays into the narrative based on some things that are in that trailer. So I don't know a ton about that one yet, but it looks really cool. That's uh, that's one that I'm going to keep an eye on.
0: Okay, great. Now I think we have some time left for me to go on a five hour rant about Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. First of all.
1: The- oh hey sorry everybody It looks like we're all out of time Uh, That's the temp cast. Uh, be sure to like, comment, subscribe Follow us on all of, of everything And uh, Raid Shadow Legends no. Use our code to download no. that And uh, that's it this, is, this has been CD Projekt Red's Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week Signing out
0: All I want to say is This game was in development Before the PS4 even came out So
1: Hey, we're done, we're done. Okay, just fucking drop it, okay? We'll talk about it next time. Will you just relax?